Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints 2021 schedule, and we're going to be breaking that down. And I'm also going to be asking you, the viewer and the listener of the State of the Saints podcast, to chime in and let me know what you feel the Saints overall record will be. But I just want to say thank you for spending your Monday because we're recording this on a Monday. Thank you for spending your Monday with us here on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, the State of the Saints podcast uh, has some great news uh, before we even get started. Uh, number one, uh, the State of the Saints podcast is ranked number five among all Saints podcasts out there, man. So that was so great to know. Uh, you know, the fact that we started this podcast back in 2018 and we just started out uh, just passionate about the New Orleans Saints. And now the State of the Saints podcast is mentioned with some of the best podcasts they have out there. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about the direction that the State of the Saints podcast is going in. And I want to continue to give you all what you come here for. And that's uh, the New Orleans Saints news. And also another thing, um, on top of uh, donating through YouTube and you can donate through Facebook as well, becoming a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, uh, I encourage everybody to uh, get their, get themselves a monthly subscription of the State of the Saints podcast because with that, you get an exclusive podcast that most people uh, won't be able to see unless they're a supporter. And also, if you want to donate uh, throughout the show, you can also uh, use the Cash App which is dollar sign state of saints. That's dollar sign state of saints. Uh, I'll still read your comments on the air. If you donate through cash app. And of course you can always donate through super chats. Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're talking about the 2021 schedule. And the reason why we're talking about it is very, very simple. Uh, this weekend I put out a video and if you haven't checked it out, please do. Uh, I gave my overall predictions of what I felt the 2021 schedule would be um, what I felt the, the overall record of the New Orleans Saints would be. And I said that the Saints would be 11 and six. And, you know, from time to time, I check out the comments. I'm trying to take a look at the comments a little bit more, especially since I had conversations with my mom and she was talking to me and telling me, oh, you need to read the comments. I mean, my mom like is, my mom, she she reads those comments, man. She she loves those comments, man. She always telling me about all the nice things that people say about me and stuff like that. Me personally, I don't like to really get into the comments down on YouTube, you know, because most of the time, some some of the comments are indeed nice, but you got some haters out there, man. And I can't I can't do that, you know what I'm saying, with my psyche, you know what I'm saying. I I can't let that kind of stuff like get to me, so I try to stay away from them. But back to what I was saying. You had a lot of people in the comments, you know, that were saying that, you know, I was delusional. I, I was losing my mind. Um, um, no way in the world the Saints would, you know, have a record of 11 and six. Uh, I got the Saints winning these many games. Look, I want to make everybody perfectly clear about something. I, I want you to understand this. All right. Not that I don't feel what people are saying when it comes to records. Not that I don't understand where it's coming from. But I just don't think like a lot of people. I think most people base their records on their love and their, their undying passion for the New Orleans Saints. 
And I feel like if you're going to think, if you're going to do anything objectively, if you're going to be objective about anything, you have to take that part of you out. Now, if I am just a true diehard Saint fan, as a true diehard Saint fan that I am, I would love to see the Saints going undefeated. But in reality, I know that that's probably not going to happen. I know there's going to be some games that the Saints are going to slip up. There's going to be some games where the Saints are going to lose. And I'm going to have to get behind this mic and get people off the ledge like I do every single year since 2018. We all know if you've been following the New Orleans Saints, you know the New Orleans Saints start off slow. So what reason would I pick the New Orleans Saints starting off fast when for the last couple of years they've shown me that they start off slow? And why wouldn't I choose that the New Orleans Saints would go streaking towards the end of the season when over the past couple of years they've showed us that they start streaking towards the end of the season? I'm just saying, man, I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Looking at the New Orleans Saints, you're looking at the same thing over and over again for the last couple of years, and you're expecting the Saints to do something a little bit different. Now, I don't mind going coming on this podcast and saying, you know what? I was wrong. But what history has shown me that the Saints start off slow and they end on a fast note. And we also know that is not about the record. I mean, let, let's just be real about this. Who the hell cares about the record at this point? Who cares? Who is sitting up here caring about the Saints record this season? Not me. Who's caring about if the Saints can win a division this year? Not me. Because what I've seen over the last four years, the Saints winning the division, and it's just nothing but a bunch of empty damn calories. We still are sitting on the sidelines during the Super Bowl. So I can care less about the division title, and I can care less about the schedule. The only thing that I really care about, folks, the only thing I care about is the Saints making the playoffs and making a run. Because if you're in the thing, you can win the thing. All right? It's possible. It's attainable. The same team in our division won the Super Bowl without winning the division. The same team in our division lost to the Saints twice that season. So why is it that we care so much about records? I don't. But I'm also looking at the fact that you have a brand new quarterback inside of a, of a Saints facility that is going to be starting under center. And I think a lot of us, rather we are critical of Drew Brees or not, we have to understand that Drew Brees has brought the Saints back in a couple of them games throughout the year. And we still have unanswered questions about can Jameis take the Saints where they need to be? So I feel like that is, excuse my French, and no disrespect, but asinine for anybody to believe that you know what I'm saying? The, the, the quarterback position is going to be the same way it was last year because it's not. It's not. And I, I don't have a problem with saying that. Now, am I saying that Jameis is going to fail? Absolutely not. Am I saying that Taysom, if he becomes the starter, is going to fail? Absolutely not. But you're going to see things that you're not accustomed to seeing or you have not seen over the past 15 years at the quarterback position. Some good, some bad. And I take that into account when I'm doing a schedule. Not my love for the Saints. Not, oh, my God, I love them so much, man. TJ, you tripping, man. They're going to win this game. They're going to win. Like, I look, we all, we don't know. Okay, all this stuff is just opinionated rhetoric. But 
when I do stuff, I base it on research. I never get behind this mic and just blow smoke up your behind. I do it based on how I feel and what I see and what history has taught me. History has taught me that the regular season when it comes to New Orleans Saints really does not matter. History has taught you, if if you're being objective, has taught you that the regular season of the New Orleans Saints really does not matter. So why are we pretending that it does? I don't know. But I would love to hear from you all. I'm going to go to the comments uh, before I get started. Uh, Mocha, thank you so much for the $50 donation. Thank you so much for for the donation. And also, Chanel, uh, thank you so much for being here. Good morning to the host. Good, Good morning, Chanel. Thank you so much for being here as well. And thank you for all the people that are following in right now. We're talking about the same schedule. Feel free to chime in, put your prediction on what you feel like the schedule is going to be. Uh, look at what the schedule uh, predictions are going to be. Uh, what do you think the Saints going to do this season? I have the Saints going 11 and 6. Um, some people agree. Some people disagree. You know, I mean, that's that's the reason why we have such a great show. But I'm going to start right here with Neil. Neil says, agree 100%. TJ, it's like a tease. Exactly. Neil, you get what I'm saying. Like th- this, I want people to understand this, right? Like, this has absolutely nothing to do with passion, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, but you got to be 100. You got to be 100 based on what you see. You know, if if you're married, right? If you're married, your husband or your wife aren't, you know what I'm saying, doing things that you feel, uh, you know what I'm saying, make you happy or satisfied or whatever like that. You feel like they lacking in something, Oh, you know what I'm saying? As a guy, you know what I'm saying? Your wife might come to you and man, you need to beef up the romance a little bit. You know, you need to take me out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it, they're not telling you these things because they, you know, like they are trying to, you know, defecate on you. They're saying that because they want you to become better, but they also want you to take a really good look at yourself. I feel like Saints fans out there, some of you have to take a really good look at yourself and, and, and try to decipher right? <laughs> is it my passion or is it my logic? And I think a lot of you aren't using a lot of logic. I'm sorry. You you can't like put your whole heart and soul in that thing and then come into the chats trying to go to war. Don't work like that, right? Because there are people out there that are going to eviscerate you. I mean, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I'm not with the whole back and forth thing. That's one thing that I, I don't like to do here on the State of the Saints podcast. I, I don't, look, if I have a a, a, a a podcaster or a reporter from a rival team, I want them to come with some stuff. Look, I, I don't want videos of what the Saints did back in 2018. I don't want to see the controversial nine call. That's a bunch of nonsense. Come to me with some facts. Come with me with some statistics. Come with me with some stuff that actually makes some sense. And all I'm saying is this, man. Who cares at this point? I don't care. Like, I, I did the, I, for... For podcast purposes, <laughs> I, I I did the schedule because I felt like, you know, we, we need to do a schedule. We've done it every year since we started the show. So I did it. But ask me, do I give a damn about what the Saints record is going to be this season? I don't. I do not. You shouldn't. Me, the only thing that should matter to you is the Saints make the playoffs. Straight up. 
That's the only thing that should matter to you, that the Saints make the playoffs. And don't give me that stuff about seeding and positions and home field advantage because the last couple of years, the Saints have lost at home. So how important is home field advantage? How, how important is having home games? Really, it doesn't matter. We've just seen a team win a Super Bowl, winning three games on a road. Super Bowl was in, just so happened to be in their home stadium. We looked at the, the Tennessee Titans almost make their way to the uh, Super Bowl the year before that when they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But those games they played were on the road. You have to be able to get to the dance in order for you to dance. That's all I'm saying. I don't care about records. We can talk about this, and I'm happy everybody have their predictions, but doesn't matter. Somebody, somebody, somebody tell me, does it matter? Does it matter what the Saints record is at this point? I, I don't care. I, I don't. I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not even going to act as if I care about what the Saints record is going to be this season. The only thing that I care about is them being in the playoffs. TJ's French, please excuse me. <laughs> and thank you for the, the $2, TJ's French. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for being here. And yeah, definitely. You know, I, I just I just don't care, man. I'm I'm sorry. Alfred, thank you very much for the $4.99. Says, I think this will be a rebuild season for us this year. We don't have depth and no major upgrades. Uh, I think we'll be pretty average this year. Uh I can't even get mad at you for feeling that way. Uh, do I feel like the Saints are going to be average? No. You know, I feel like they're going to be a little bit above average because, I mean, you have to take into account head coaching, coaching staff, putting the right pieces in place, putting guys in positions to succeed. I mean, so I got to take that into account. But I just feel like people just need to lower their expectations when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, somebody got mad at me for saying that and, you know, wanted to call themselves trying to, you know, pick me into, you know, saying like, you know, pick an argument with me about it. You know, I mean, I'm starting to get that these days. You know, I, I ra look, I rather people like come to me and, and inbox me and ask me a question than for them to go ahead and tag me so I can come to their page and so they can go back and forth with me. And it'd be like, oh, you know, you're going back and forth with TJ from the State of State podcast. Like. All, I, all I'm saying is this, man. I don't get, look, I feel, once again, I don't like controversial takes. I don't I don't get behind this mic and have these opinions based on controversy. Some people may agree with what I'm saying. Some people may not. But, you know, I had this conversation once again with somebody, you know, when I said that you need to lower your expectations. My expectations are lowered. You can't stop me from having lower expectations of what the Saints are supposed to be i know that the saints had arguably the greatest quarterback of all time and for anybody to believe that um you're going to get that type of quarterback play year after year game after game from just any joe blow off the street newsflash you're sadly mistaken you're sadly mistaken man look i want Jameis to do well i like Jameis, man Jameis is a really good guy you know what I'm saying? I really, I really feel like this guy has matured. I really feel like he's doing all the right things, saying all the right things, trying to emerge as the leader that a lot of people wanted him to be when he was drafted back in the day. But for me to say that I'm going to hitch my wagon completely 
on Jameis Winston. Look, man, once again, this is a St. Louis type business. This is a show me business. You got to show me that you're worth me talking about. You got to show me that you're worth the price of admission. You got to show me that I can believe in you to take my team to the next level. And he's doing all the right things. And I believe that he's going to be a much better version of himself than he was in Tampa. But for me to sit behind this mic and say convincingly with a bunch of conviction that I just feel like, oh, you know what I'm saying? He is just going to transcend the quarterback position, even from what Drew Brees has brought it. I would be lying to you because I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. All this stuff is just wishful thinking. This is just wishful thinking. That's all it is. We can wish and hope and pray all we want to, but those guys got to go out there and play and they got to put this thing together. And you never know. Teams look good on paper every single year, but you have to account for injuries. You got to account for guys, you know, being out. You got to you got to account for little slip ups. Right. One will will let's miss field goal can cost us a game. One bad pass or one pass rush and ball in the air gets fumbled. I mean, you you never know. You you never you never ever know. But like I said, I, I just lowered my expectations. My expectations, the last couple of years, my expectations were extremely high. Uh last year, I, I have to admit, I was in neutral. I was in neutral. 2019 was like the year where I was like. Let's just make it to the playoffs. Let's just get to the playoffs. I didn't care about nothing else except for them making it to the playoffs. It's kind of similar to how I feel right now. All I wanted to do was for them to right the wrong what happened in 2018 with that controversial nine call. When they lost to the Vikings, I was like, man, what the hell is going on here? After that, I'm like, I, I can't constantly put myself in this little blender. You know what I'm saying? I, I just can't do it. So, I watch passionately as a fan, but at the same time, I'm I'm wondering like, okay, what can possibly go wrong here? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm still gonna root for those guys. But I'm I'm very I'm very careful with the way that I come behind his mic and present things these days. Steve says, TJ, I would love to come in one day. Uh, say if you do a show with other nfc south podcasters let make it happen one day talk straight about our teams uh yeah man just uh hit me up you know i'm interested in talking about the teams man as long as i ain't just up here going back and forth about how much i hate your team and how much you hate my team i I don't roll like that man and i know some people you know they get you know they probably wondering why i I, you know don't want to come on their podcast has absolutely nothing to do with me feeling like i'm big time I just look, I want, I love conversation. Like I don't have, like I can go on a Falcons podcast. I don't want to go back and forth. Be talking about how much I hate your team. Like talk about what you feel like your team is going to do to improve. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like they're going to beat the saints, talk about why, you know what I'm saying? Like bring some, bring some facts to it, but just coming up here. Oh, you suck. Your team suck, man. Ain't, ain't this. Like, I don't want to go through all that. You know, like I, I would love to go. I like to go on podcasts where I feel like people really, you know, what I'm saying, are, are trying to figure out some things, learn some things about the opposing team, and me doing the same thing. If a person can do that, then I would love to be on the show. But if I'm going back and forth and talking about, man, you know, y- y'all suck. No, you suck. And you suck. No, you suck. No, you suck. Nah, bro, get me off there. Get me the hell out of there. 
You know, I mean that that that's just how I feel. Like I I, I don't have to agree with your team fandom, but I can respect it at the end of the day. And if I'm not going on a podcast and and being better than I was, you know, when I got on there, I don't want to be a part of it. So, but if you can bring that, I would love to be on a podcast. Ghostface Griller, thank you so much. Winston concerns me. He can't fart in the pocket, which I don't think that's Ghostface Griller, but thank you very much for the $2. Ghostface Griller, uh, supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, thank you so much. And once again, uh, become a, a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast. You get exclusive content, rather you're listening on Facebook, rather you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, become a supporter. I really appreciate that. Willie Jackson says, if the Saints don't uh, start fast, it might be a sign uh, sign of playing. The Saints never start fast. You know, like when, when do the Saints start fast? You know, the, the Saints don't really start fast. It, it's to a point that if the Saints start fast, we shot. If the Saints just get the ball first possession, throw it, go down the field, score a touchdown, we shot. We, we are in shock. Like, okay, you know, the Saints don't start cooking to the second half. They go into the locker room, they make their adjustments, and then they come out looking like world beaters, which I don't understand, like, why, you know, you just can't start like that. You know, the Saints are a really good second-half team, one of the best two-minute teams in the NFL. But they start hella slow, really, really slow, offense and defense. Uh, That's right, Chanel, your boy making things better, and Trolls is not one of them. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't have time. I don't have time for that. You know, I don't have time for the trolls. Like I, I don't, I don't block anybody, but at the same time, I don't pay attention to that stuff anymore. I don't, you know, I, I read, I read these comments, but I just know, you know, when people see you growing, when people see you elevating in life, you know, they try to throw a little monkey wrench into that. You know, they try to, they try to bring down your confidence. They try to make it seem like you're not going in the right direction because some people feel like when you start to elevate, and I'm not just talking about this podcast. I'm talking about in life. For anybody that's out here trying to do something, trying to start a business, in business, have a career, there's always going to be people trying to hate on you. And it's not because of anything that you're doing wrong, but it's the fact that you are. they feel like you're starting to elevate and leave them behind. And, you know, I, I, don't, have, I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to direct my energy towards positive things, elevating and becoming a much better version of myself and making this podcast much better. So this doesn't just apply to this podcast. It applies to whatever you're going through or whatever circumstances that you're trying to transition to. Trust and believe. You know, individuals do not want to see a lot. Yeah, they got a few of them, you know what I'm saying, out there. A lot of people want to see you prosper. But there's some out there that feel like you're going to leave them behind. You know, but don't, don't ever be afraid to step forward, man. Don't ever be afraid to step forward. I just hate how everything, uh, how every time I tell somebody uh, my record prediction, they be like, oh, uh, with, what quarterback? And if we uh, didn't go eight and one with backups over the last two years, you know, that's funny. I had the same conversation over the weekend. Um, it was um, it was uh, with someone who was a Bears fan. Right. And they're like, OK, it's all over for the Saints. It's all over for the Saints. Why? Why do you think that? Right. Why? Because your your team sucked because y'all couldn't find a quarterback because your coach couldn't elevate or try to, uh, you know, groom a quarterback 
because you watch Miami Dolphin games, because you watch Jets games, uh, because you watch Minnesota games throughout the years, all of a sudden, like, you just think, oh, it's all over. What the hell have you been watching? And honestly, when people tell me that, I know for a fact they don't watch Saints football. Now, that is a hater. Because if you are using logic, once again, the, the topic of the show, the word of the day, logic, it will show you that the New Orleans Saints are extremely successful without Drew Brees over the past two years. And, and honestly, Saints fans, doesn't that put your mind at ease? Like, honestly, if Drew Brees didn't miss these games over the last two years, would you be as comfortable going into a season without him? You probably wouldn't. See, now we can go back and look at nine games, eight wins, one loss. But if Drew was playing and being the Iron Man that he was throughout his career, we would be shaking in our damn boots. We would be nervous. We'll be like, oh, my God, man, what are we going to do? Ooh, Jameis, ooh, I don't know what he can do. Taste out. Like, now it's like we can win. We can win. Our confidence has elevated because we have seen that it is possible. We have seen that it is attainable. We wouldn't feel this way if Drew would have played all these games. But the one thing that I would tell you for anybody whether it's a, a Falcon fan, Panthers fan, Bucks fan, fan of a National Football League team, I would encourage them to say, look at Teddy Bridgewater, 5-0. and Look at Taysom Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I would, That's what I would tell them. Look at the Saints' overall record. If you want to be 100, some people will feel that the Saints won three games with a guy who is a better tight end than quarterback. Some people will say that the New Orleans Saints winning five games with a guy, Teddy Bridgewater, who isn't as good as people may think that he is. I think he's good, but hey, but that's what people would say. So, and honestly, if you want to go back a little further, McCown was about, what, one pass away? From knocking off the Carolina Panthers, Josh Norman just made one hell of a play. You know what I'm saying? He got off the ground, used them bunnies, and intercepted the ball in the back of the end zone when he threw it to the back of the end zone for Brandon Cooks. So if you want to be technical about it, the Saints could have been easily, easily. They could have easily been 9-1 overall without Drew Brees over the last 15 years. So that's what I would tell them. When people start saying stuff like that, it is coming from a place of hate and not logic. And with that, I can live with that because that tells me they have nothing else to give to the conversation. Where are your facts? You know, like, what, what are we doing here? Do we have a, a Foley Clover, a Lucky Rabbit's Foot? Are we putting our fingers together like this and hoping and praying? Oh, please lose, Saints. That would make you a Falcon fan. But that's what people do. Kim says, oh, we won't know until it all comes down to the come down. Kim always come through. <laughs> Kim always come through with that, that logic, man. Like, we, we don't know. Let's like, just wait. You know, like, I, I love Kim for that, man. Kim always uh, come through. Like, Kim, everybody be up here. Kim come through with one or two comments, and everybody's like, woosa. All right? I, I, love, I love Kim for that, man. Kim always come through and, and, and 
keep everybody mellow. I like that. Appreciate that, Kim. Steve says, no, I talk football with facts. None of that bias opinion, uh, LOL. Uh, none of that. You suck. Well, Steve Jerome, I, I can roll with you. I can roll with you. You know, I, I can roll with people. I can roll with people like that because I feel like that's that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, because <laughs> here's the thing. If you're trying to, this is for all my podcasters out there. I'm going to give you, you know, give you all a little nugget. You never know who you might have to work with, want to interview, or, you know, like you should always leave it open. Not to a fact where you lose sight of yourself, but at the same time, you want to be able to create a platform that's comfortable for everybody. Like we joke around here and we talk about other teams that, you know, for fun and games, but I think any team, any representative for any team in the National Football League can come on this show and I think they can feel comfortable. I think that you're putting yourself in a box when you're just so you you're so focused on the the hatred that you have for rival teams because you got to keep in mind if you ask somebody to be on the show this for all my podcasters out here make sure you understand that you know if you ask somebody to come on the show they're gonna look at your stuff they're gonna look at it they're gonna know what the hell they're trying to get themselves into you know like let me see what i can get myself into if i accept this invitation so I'm not saying have this allegiance. I mean, not have this allegiance or have this love for your squad, but at the same time, man, you, you got to be able to think objectively at, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why the state of the saints podcast, you know, has, has, has grown because you have to have, you got to be objective. You got to, man. If you, if you want to be, if you want to be successful or you want to grow, you got to be objective. We're at the podcast of life. Yes, it does, TJ. Shouts out to Pammy Whammy, who's here. Mocha says, uh, the team that drafted Mitchell Jabisky is talking bad about our quarterback situation. That's tough. Yeah, you know, like that, that was funny too, because I mean, they haven't had a really good quarterback what, since what Jim McMahon. I, I guess you can throw Jay Cutler in that thing. You know, Jay Cutler had a few good years with them, but Chicago isn't really known for having good quarterback play. Now, I'm I'm hoping that Justin Fields can actually change that narrative, but they haven't really had really good quarterbacks uh, over the years, had really good defenses, but hey. Dwan says uh, those people are highlight watches. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> Once again, man, you, you ain't, you're not going to get anywhere like that. You, you're just not. You, you you are just not like I I look I I love the fact that people from other fan bases watch this show. I, I like that the the fact that they can actually come here and, and look at the look at the show. I like that. But if you just watching highlights and oh you know what I'm saying like we gonna win by fifty points like this uh this take the cords from your microphone unplug them you know what I'm saying roll them up and put them in a closet you know because. I mean, come on, man. We You got to be objective. You got to. Cash, uh, thank you very much for being a supporter. Says, TJ, I feel like 12 and 5. I'm really worried about linebackers besides Demario Davis and hope we get consistent uh, play from our cornerbacks. I'm not I'm not too worried about our offense. Well, you know, the offense always seems to have a game plan, and I just think with the arm strength 
of Jameis that's just going to open up endless possibilities, Cash. But, you know, defense has always been a concern, and I get it over the past couple years. You know, defense has always been the issue with the New Orleans Saints. But it seems like they turned the corner over the last couple of years, and we feel – I feel. I'm going to say – I'm going to say we. I feel uh, that the defense can be formidable. Now, they still need a couple – pieces maybe they can find them maybe they have themselves a you know a young linebacker that might step up uh in in Werner uh or maybe they might go out there and get themselves somebody in you know through free agency but there's still some holes they need to fill for depth reasons not so much skill reasons I feel like the Saints uh with what they actually have defensively they'll be able to go out there and play but I just think depth is the issue because we all know it's just wishful thinking to believe that you can just go out there with the same starters week after week and nothing is going to happen. That That's very rare. Somebody is going to get hurt. Somebody is going to be out for a couple of weeks and you're going to have to compensate for that loss. So. Perry Whammy says, as long as we beat Dallas, our season is successful. <laughs> yeah, you got to beat the rivals, right? If you don't beat the rivals and you have an unsuccessful season, it just uh, insult to injury, all right? Because when you start to lose, and I'm not saying this with the Saints, but I'm just saying with any team, if you have a bad season, you start going up against your rivals, those games become almost like your Super Bowl, and you want to win those games. So, yeah, definitely. Tedra says, right, TJ? Robo says, is Jameson uh, the man? Uh, now that his eyes are better, or do we uh, do you see them getting someone later in the season? Oh well, look here's the thing. We have a lot of Ian Book supporters out there, right? Ian Book, Ian Book. So maybe people would think that they need to put an Ian Book, you know, because they they often say the best uh, the best quarterback is the backup quarterback on the team, especially when the starting quarterback is struggling. But look, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like the New Orleans Saints will have a game plan ready for Jameis, and I think he'll be prepared. I, look, I, I think if people are looking for Jameis to be Jameis Winston in Tampa, I, I just think that you're wrong. I, I just think that you're wrong. I, I, I do not believe that Jameis Winston is going to be the same quarterback he was in Tampa. Number one, I don't feel like Sean Payton will allow him to. And number two, he has a running game and a good offensive line. And a formidable defense. Things that he didn't have. Where he had a formidable defense towards the end of his Tampa career. But I just think that he has a lot more pieces in place this time around. To become successful than he did uh, in Tampa. I'm going to be at my first game ever. And I'm 40 years old. I live in Oregon. And been a Saints fan since I was 14 when I lived in Homer, Louisiana. I'm going to the Seahawks game, and it's in October, and I can't wait. Well, Matthew, look, better better late than never. And, and you'll be surprised. There, there are a lot of fans that have been Saints fans their whole entire lives, around the same age as you, never been to a Saints game. But it doesn't stop their fandom. It doesn't stop their passion. It doesn't stop their love for the team. So I'm, I'm glad that you're going to get that opportunity to go out and watch the black and gold playoff there in Seattle on Monday night football should be an interesting game. We have an awesome defense. Robo, uh, awesome. I don't know if I would say awesome. I would say formidable. 
I would say talented. Awesome is like 2,000 Ravens. Awesome is like the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks. 85 Bells. That, that's awesome right there. You know, like that, that right there, you know what I'm saying? The fearsome foursome back in the day. You know, if you if you go back that far with the Rams, that, that was awesome defense. Uh, Steel Curtain in the 70s. Those were all, that's, that's awesome defense. Formidable is what I would say to the, as far as what the Saints defense is in, in 2021. Much better, much better, and, and, and has my mind at ease, you know, knowing that they can actually make a stop because, my goodness, back in the day, them boys couldn't stop traffic with a stop sign. Diedrich says, with Drew retiring, open up Sean Payton's playbook with Winston's arm strength. I agree. And I think Sean Payton is ready to embrace this challenge. I, I really do. I don't think he will ever come out there and say it, but in the back of his mind, he's excited. You know, because the thing about it is, and I, I'm pretty sure it was with Tom Brady, with Bill Belichick, when you're with somebody for a long period of time, you know, people can't stop you from, you know, being great. So they got to find other little chinks in the armor, right? Can they win without each other, right? So now it's like they won a lot of games, Sean and, and, and Drew, but can Sean win without Drew? And I think he's he's ready to take up that challenge. I think he's excited. I don't, I don't think you'll ever hear him say that. I don't think you'll ever hear him say, oh, I'm so excited. But talk to his kids. Uh, talk to his wife. Uh, talk to somebody that's real close to him. I guarantee you, you'll get the scoop. Uh, Sean says, we will be as good, if not better, on offense with the ability to stress the field. Defense will have its, its struggles. But I don't think they will be the piece that holds us together. Playoff bound. Well, look, you got to have an offense, right, to be able to put up points. And you have to have a defense to stop somebody. I don't care how good your offense is. You need a defense that can stop somebody. And if your defense can't stop anybody, guess what? You're not going anywhere. You're not going to go past go, okay? You will not be able to collect those $200. Defense wins championships. It's a fact offense that's cool you know but eventually your defense is going to have to stop somebody and hopefully the saints defense will be able to make those stops when it matters most and i, I really do feel like you're going to see the saints open up their playbook but you got to be able to stop somebody right right tj he don't have to do as much uh to be great for us yeah i mean he didn't have a running game and once again if you're the first pick overall you're the savior of that franchise. You don't think Jacksonville Jaguar fans are looking at Trevor Lawrence and saying he's our savior? You don't think Cincinnati was looking at Joe Burrow last season and saying he's our savior? You don't think Cleveland was looking at Baker Mayfield and saying he's our savior? That's just that's just the breaks. When you are the number one overall pick, you your job is to change the narrative of what people think about your franchise because it was so unsuccessful last season. And you symbolize hope. And with that, that is a huge burden to bear. So with Jameis, I just felt like he had a lot of pressure on him. But the thing about it is he had all that pressure, but you didn't have anything to alleviate. You know what I'm saying? That pressure, like to get that pressure off you to be like, okay, you know, like, okay, we got our quarterback, but now we got a running game. Like, like you look at, you look at the, the Browns, right? You had Baker Mayfield, yes. 
But they went out there and they got Jarvis Landry. This was before Odell Beckham got there. And they had Chubbs, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and you had all these other pieces in place to help the, to help him make that transition. You had a defense. You had Miles Garrett. You had Olivier Vernon. You know what I mean? Right? You had Denzel Ward. You had like stuff to alleviate the pressure off of him. With Tampa, it was like, here, Jameis. Okay, Jameis. There you go, man. Go out there and make us a winner. No, 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 no. It's good to have that type of pressure because look, you earned it being a number one overall pick. But teams have got to put you in position to succeed. And I don't feel like they did that. I just feel like they put all their eggs in one basket, and that basket was the basket of Jameis Winston. And you're not going to win like that. Matthew says, I was 14, so I forget, but I live right next to a trailer park where uh, we sw- <laughs> swam with gators. Well, man, that's wow. That's tough stuff right there, man. I, I don't think I could have done that. Do you think we should give uh, CJ Garner Johnson a chance at cornerback? Uh, they already do. <laughs> he plays nickel. You know, like he already playing cornerback. If you're talking about on the outside, I think that he'll give it the old college try. But no, I wouldn't. I think he's really good at what he does. So he, he's a he's a really good in the box safety, and he's also good in the nickel. He can guard tight ends and and running back. So I think he does a really good job there. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think that he's an extremely confident guy. I think he's emerging as one of the, the fan favorites when it comes to Saints players, but I wouldn't. Neil says, it's almost like Drew's injury. Only a couple teams wanted him. Winston can start fresh and with a whole lot better support system. Yeah, and Neil, there's an important thing too. There's not that pressure anymore. There's not that pressure. There's He no longer has that pressure that he had in Tampa. Like, nobody is looking at Jameis the same way they looked at him in Tampa. Not in New Orleans. You know, like, they Saints fans just expect for him not to just screw up so much to a point where he's just like, oh, my God, man. Like, get him out of here. Because we know we have weapons. We know we have Alvin. We know we got Michael Thomas. We know, you know, like, we have a good offensive line. All he has to do is just, you know, ride the whip. You know, keep it on the road, right? That That's it. You know, like, man, I'm going to close. You, you ever been on a long road trip? You're like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes a little bit, man. Just keep it steady, you know? Like, that. that's it. That's all he has to do. So hopefully he can. Josh says, rule change. I like to see. Let the defense huddle. Yeah, that would be a good rule change. That would be a good rule change, but. I don't see that happening, especially since uh, I'm gonna get to you, Sean. Especially since all the rules are basically catered for the offense because offense puts the behinds in seats. Offense is why the NFL is one of the most popular sports in America, or is the most popular sport in America. Offense, you know, they're they're going into offense trying to make it more of a high scoring affair. So with that, they don't care anything about no defense. Ain't nobody coming there to see no phone boot game. People want to see bombs away, you know, Tariq Hill streak down the field, 60 yards. They want to see Patrick Mahomes air that thing out. Nobody cares about defense anymore. 
it's not like how it was when, in the 90s when I was growing up as a kid. You will see those games six to three. You will see those games of 14, 14, three. And people were like, oh, man, I ain't trying to see that because people don't have the same attention span. You know, like people don't have the, people don't have the patience anymore. Like I'm a huge wrestling fan. Y'all already know that. In the 80s and the 90s, you used to watch like 60 minute wrestling events. But if you go back and watch those those uh, wrestling matches, you'll see a guy have a headlock on a guy for like five minutes. And you know what I'm saying? A crowd still hype. You know what I'm saying? Go, go, go. If, if uh Ric Flair has Sting a headlock, everybody like, go, Sting, go, go, go. They all they still invested in it. But now put a headlock on somebody in, in, in modern day wrestling. They're gonna be booing you out the building. They want that's just how our mind works now. Right? We want instant gratification all the time, 24-7, 365. So of course. Back to what Josh was saying. I don't feel like they're going to make the defense huddle because they don't give a damn about the defense. It's just the truth, man. NFL don't care about the defense. They don't care. They don't care about those guys. They don't. You know, that's that's the reason why the stars or the quarterbacks, right, the guys on the center, the guys that's out there putting up the points, think about some of the most popular quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You got Patrick Mahomes, right, and throw 60 yards off his back foot. You got Tom Brady, who's just a straight-up winner, so you can't deny that. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers, who has just as much arm talent as a Patrick Mahomes, right? That's just what they love. They love it. They love Dak Prescott, because even though Dak Prescott is probably going to throw three interceptions in the first half, he's going to give you some late-game heroics and, and put the Cowboys close enough for us to be on the edge of our seat. And if you're a Cowboys fan hoping that they win, and if you're not a Cowboy fan, hoping that you can get a laugh after misfortunes of them. That's entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. That's the world that we live in. It's all about excitement. It's all about putting behinds in seats. And it's all about instant gratification. And if you're not giving anyone instant gratification, then they're not going to care. It's, it's about results. And the results are scoring a whole bunch of touchdowns. Sean says, I don't think the defense will hold us back. Uh, we have a really good leadership on defense with Davis, Jenkins, and Jordan. Yeah, I agree. Some of the top, some of the top leaders in the NFL. Uh, two of those guys, you, you can say NFL leaders, not just New Orleans Saints leaders. Those guys uh carry uh that banner really well in Jenkins and, and Davis. And even in Jordan, uh Cameron Jordan stepping his game up, uh, some of his uh, initiatives that he uh, started you know, especially in the city of New Orleans. But, look, I don't think they'll fall off. I think they'll be a formidable defense. I just don't think they'll be, like, a, a elite defense, like 85 best, 2,000 Ravens. I just think they'll be a, a formidable. Honestly, Sean Payton lives for these type of situations. It's a challenge for him, and he loves it. Yep. Yeah, he loves a challenge. But I just hope he can't – I just hope he doesn't uh, – you know, get in his own way. That's just hope. Davenport must stay healthy in 2021. No excuses. I'm also looking forward to watching Peyton Turner. Yeah, Bobby, I am as well. At this point, I'm 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 starting to believe that Davenport is who he is. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it keep happening to him, but I'm just at a point where I've just I, I just don't I just don't believe anymore. 
I, I like him. I think he has all the talent in the world. I think he has great upside, but I, I don't believe. I don't believe because I can't count on him. And it's unfortunate once again, but I can't count on you. Like I can want, I can want you to do well, but if I can't count on you, it's nothing I can really do, right? And I just feel that same way with Davenport. I think he has all the talent in the world, but I mean, so does Jadavion Clowney, right? So does Brian Cushions, you know, when he was playing. You know, so did Bob Sanders when he was playing. But what was the one thing that stopped those guys from hitting the field? Injuries. So if he plays, he plays, right? You know what I mean? Like Ivan Dragov, I ain't going to say, you know, that what, you know, I've been, I, I'm not saying he, you know, I want him to die, but, you know, like he said, if he dies, he dies. If he plays, he plays, right? That, that's just how I feel. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't put my, I can't have high expectations for a guy that has not even been on a list for expectation. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it, I mean, the, the bar, like he, he's underneath the bar right now. Like you don't expect like any anybody expect this guy to play all 17 games? I don't. But this is one of those cases where I hope that Marcus Davenport proves me wrong. But I can't trust him. I don't. Uh with better coaching, Jameis will be better. I'm riding with him and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I mean, that's all we can do. Have trust in him and believe that he can get it done. Mocha says the chances of Davenport staying healthy. Or like your odds of winning the lottery. Exactly. You can't trust that. You you hope like you go to the store, you hope you win a lottery. But do you, but do, are, are you gonna call your job and be like, I ain't coming in Monday because the lottery is Saturday and I'm about to win? No. <laughs> like if I win, then I'll make those adjustments, right? So if he goes out there and he performs well, then I'll be like, okay, man, you know, he proved me wrong. But I'm not about to jump out the window and say he gonna he gonna just become an all pro or he just gonna lead the team in sacks. Like, no, no. I just think it's sad at this point. You know, I, I think it's sad that a guy that was drafting the third round of Trey Hendrickson took your job. But the Saints moved up to get you. At this point, I just feel like his his I, I don't want it to be this way, but I, I would not be surprised if his morale is like really, really low. I, I really do. I, I would be surprised if his, his morale isn't low. Best to hope for it, honestly, 11 and 5. Uh, but I really see uh this as a eight and eight, nine and five season. Uh, like seriously, people need to look at the schedule and look at what we have, and it ain't a whole lot. Uh, we don't have tight end. Uh well, there there's a few little issues uh with your statement here, man. Number one, uh there's an extra NFL game, all right? So they can't go eleven and five anymore. They can go eleven and six, and they can't go eight and eight. It's rather they go nine and eight or eight and nine, all right? So I don't know. Like I said, I'm not writing this team off. I'm not saying that they can't make the playoffs. I, I just think that this team is, you know. They just have a new identity. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're going to have to create a new identity. Ryan says, who that? Jasper says, who that? My cousin, I said, what up, Tim? Tim, what you uh, got your wife for Mother's Day? Uh, man, that's a good question. Um, I got to think about that. <laughs> um, well, I, one, one I, did, I gave her a, uh, 
a video presentation that I created uh, with her and Paxton on there. Uh, me and Paxton made her a video. Uh, we got a car. We got some flowers. And I barbecued for her, man. You know, barbecued in the backyard for her. Or even though she was on this little health kick. So I was very limited um, on uh, what I can actually give her. So, yeah, that, that's what we uh, ended up doing uh, for Mother's Day. You know, but happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, you know, that, you know, going hard for their kids and, you know, shouts out to y'all. I had to think about that for a second. That was just one of those. That was just one of those questions that just threw me through a loop. Uh, they should have uh, kept Trey Henderson. Uh, yeah, but he played himself out in New Orleans there. So, when are we going to have a State of the Saints podcast movie come out about how you started to stream and how you get ready to start to stream your daily routine about that? Or oh, I don't think that's really. I don't think that's really interesting, Brian. <laughs> um, I, all I do is uh, come down the stairs. Uh, I got my own little personal room. Put up the green screen and turn on the little light that's in front of me and keep it and keep it going. Very boring. <laughs> probably be, you know, probably just be a pamphlet, you know. But you know, my mom did give me a good idea. I think I'm thinking about uh, you know, doing something for like supporters, people that want to start podcasts. I might like give people like ideas about how they want to start their podcast and some of the steps they want to take to help them. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not one of those people that just like, oh, I'm just super successful, and you need to listen to me. Like, I, I don't know how. You know, I, I can't say I know how it, it came about. All I can say is I was just consistent and just passionate about what I do, but I, I like to do something for people. You know, starting podcasts, I might come out with something soon. Breaking news, Marcus Davenport read these comments and got in his feelings. Uh, he will be out first four games of the season. <laughs> he got hurt feelings, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm actually hyped about Peyton Turner. We might have reached, uh, but he's still a beast. Well, I hope he is. I hope he is. Ramsey, what up, TJ from Baton Rouge? With your unpredictability of this new season, I wouldn't be too upset if we went 9-8, 8-9. I am still a who that I don't think we're going to go. I don't think that's going to be the Saints record. Me personally, they're going to have to have some, some serious injuries, serious injuries for that to happen. Cornelius says, I think we'll shock a lot of people this season. Sean will have Winston ready to lead this team. And if he does, I think Sean Payne should win coach of the year, right? Sometimes guys don't win coach of the year because uh, the NFL is just used to them being successful. But no, I think if he, if he uh, changes Jameis Winston, have Jameis Winston as the comeback player of the year or something like that, I think he should be coach of the year. Yeah. Videos to get into, TJ. Uh, Tampa, uh, we going back to back. Uh, a lot of confidence there. You have a huge target on your back, though. I, I will say that. Jawan Johnson is going to be moving to tight end uh, from what I've heard. Well, he should because he's about 6'4", 230, 240. Uh, TJ, can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. I can see you. I can't see all the, I can't see every comment because sometimes they stroll by pretty fast. Jameis is the best quarterback room, uh, is in the best quarterback room in the league. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would say if Drew Brees was in there, probably, but uh, I don't know, man. You got a lot of young guys in there that they got to develop to me. 11 and 6. Yeah, that's my record I have for them. That's what I feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to be. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Once again, if you're just joining, uh, I'm not so sold on records. I, I don't care about the record. I don't care about the Saints record this year. The only thing I care about if the Saints win in the playoffs, right? If they go through the playoffs and they win, that's the only thing that I care about. I don't care about records. I don't care about division titles. We know the Saints can win a division. We've seen them win it four straight years in a row. And what has it gotten them? Where's it gotten them, folks? Bragging rights? You you can go back and forth with a Falcon fan? I don't care about a Falcon fan at this point. I don't care about what no Falcon fan got to say to me. I don't care about what, what a Carolina Panther fan got to say to me. I want to win. Bump all the rest of that stuff, man. I want to win. I don't care about records. Nobody, like, everybody's 0-0 zero zero when they made the playoffs. But we sitting up there, man, y'all lost in the playoffs. Well, we we won the division four times. Well, you know what, man? Those shirts go through a couple rinse cycles and they get faded, right? But that championship, though, that thing going to shine forever. It's going to shine forever. Put some brass on that thing and it's going to shine. Them T-shirts, you put that thing up in a, a rinse cycle a couple times, it's going to be faded. And, and eventually, it's going to wear out. And unfortunately, you're going to have to make a tough decision, and you're going to have to throw that thing away. That, that's what the that's just the reality of it, folks. Yeah, I'm happy they won a the division all those times. But once again, it's about winning when it matters most. So I don't care. I don't care about the schedule. I 100% have all the confidence in the world that Michael Thomas will be the 2021 Offensive Player of the Year and uh cpo uh, player of the year uh be, let me see because i don't think he'll be the comeback player of the year because if Jameis is ba- uh is bad he will throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns and his main man will be mike t <laughs> that's a good point but i don't think he'll be a comeback player of the year um i i don't think so i, I don't i don't think he would i don't even think people would consider what happened to him a comeback you know what I mean, because he was in and out of the lineup most of the season. He just didn't play consistently. I would say if Jameis uh, performs well, he would be considered like a comeback player of the year. Giants just signed Calvin Benjamin to play tight end. Yeah, man, because he ate his way out of the league, man. You can't be up there eating uh, bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles and, and, and sandwiches from Burger King and, and you know what I'm saying, eating your, and, and ballooning up to all their weight, man. Like, But he was already a big guy, you know, so he he – I don't know. I think that's a good spot for him. I think it's a good spot for him. Hopefully, he can keep himself disciplined, man, because he, he was extremely talented. TJ, I just signed up for the subscription. What comes with that? Uh, Jasper, thank you very much. Uh, what comes with the subscription is an exclusive podcast every single week of the State of the Saints podcast. And also, I just uh, appointed uh, from when I do interviews. Uh, supporters will also get opportunity to, you know, to ask questions you know like if there's a question you if i for example if i have a guest on the show uh you can send you can send me a question that you would like for me to ask them and also there's discounts on state of saints podcast apparel okay and uh for all those people that ordered the shirt i I appreciate that thank you so much uh 
once again, uh, <laughs> I just kind of shorted myself. I didn't think I was going to get the response that I was going to get. So I had to reorder some more shirts and they should be uh, being shipped to me uh, this week. So for those that order the shirt, no, you know what I'm saying? I ain't finessing nobody. But as soon as, <laughs> as soon as the shirts, uh, you know, come to me, I will be shipping them out, you know, rather that day or the next day. So uh, for all those people that order a shirt, thank you all so much. And uh, to find out um, how you can uh, order a shirt, you can email me at state of saints, state of the saints at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com and inbox me there. Okay. Thank you for all those people that ordered a shirt. Mocha, thank you very much for $5. Said Jameis Winston is going to be fired this year, just like the new uh, Jermaine Cole album. I haven't heard the new J. Cole album. I'm going to be honest. I haven't heard it, but I heard everybody was talking about how good it was. So hopefully he will be. Piano Dean. TJ, I enjoyed the podcast so much. I would like to attempt to write and record an original theme song for you, maybe a 30 to 60 minute piece of music. If you like it, you would be free to use it. All right. I mean, just send it to me, Piano Dean. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you thinking of me like that. You know, it'd be worth, uh, you know, creating a song for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Matthew says, what middle school that's right next to the high school? The middle school had a student parking lot. Uh, I guess y'all talking about something. My little brother went to Bayou Blue. For now, my predictions for the Saints to be 12 and 5. That's that's pretty good uh record. Imagine us having a lot of close games, but not closing out games. But making the playoffs is easier though. Uh so we might uh get in, but winning, I don't know. I hope so, but no tight end, no number two wide receiver, injury prone people. I mean, you got a good point there, but I've seen crazier things. I've seen teams that they sputter, make the playoffs, make runs. I mean, look at the Giants back in 2007. I see teams that ne- never was really on the same page, then got hot and ended up winning the Super Bowl like the Bucks last year. You know, so, I mean, all you got to do is make it. Nobody expected – you think you think anybody thought the Tennessee Titans was going to beat the red-hot Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs when they was 14-2 a couple years ago? You never know. You never know, man. You you never know. What's up, TJ? I just hope we stick to the fundamentals, run the ball, and play D. If Jared Goff or Jimmy G can make it to the Super Bowl, I believe Jameis can. Good point. Good point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? Rex Grossman made it to the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. Uh, Taysom Hill will start, and we will go 10-7 and seven and be underdogs, which the Saints drive in that role and the three-row games to win the Super Bowl. Look, you're entitled to your opinion, Joseph. But if you, in my opinion, if you think Taysom Hill is starting over Jameis Winston, you sadly mistake. That like, it's just not gonna happen. I'm sorry, folks. It, it's just not to me. It's not gonna happen. If you think that like, there's nothing about Taysom Hill that's better than, than Jameis Winston, for the exception of him running the football. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being real. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. That Taysom Hill does better than Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. Not a thing. The only thing, the only thing that the only argument to me for all the the Taysom supporters, the only argument that you have is he play hard. Because he 
No, I, I don't see it, bro. How much money would you you pay Sherman? Uh, I would pay Sherman. Mm, I say about three million, about three million dollars, and I just make it like a year contract because I don't think you'll need them after one year. I just think that you would, you know, just need them for leadership uh, and also just knowledge of the game. What do you think about the pick for the, uh, the B side, um, Lattimore? Are you talking about uh, Paulson Adebo? I think he's really good. I think he's talented. I think he got good size. I think he has good ball skills. I think he's extremely smart. Uh, and, and the fact that he played wide receiver for a lot of his uh, football life, I think it's going to be a plus, especially since our biggest argument as Saints fans are the Saints cornerbacks not turning their heads around. So wouldn't surprise me if this guy one day leads the NFL in interceptions, especially if Chris Richard is his coach. Run the ball and throw when necessary. All you need to do is get in the playoffs, then get hot and go on a run. Crazier things have happened. Absolutely. Like I said, I, I just don't understand it, how anybody can just feel at this point that records and seeding matters. We've seen the Saints lose two home games in playoff, back-to-back season. So how, how, like how important at this particular point is home field advantage? Oh, because we scream loud? Well, we scream loud in Minnesota, right? And lost, right? We scream loud against the Rams and lost. <laughs> and they have no people in the crowd, but the couple of thousand people that end up going to the game against Tampa, they scream loud and we lost. So let's stop buying into this whole, oh, the Superdome is loud. It's so crazy. It's rocking. And all of a sudden, like, we just beat on our chest like, yeah. We we the truth, right, bro? If you good, you good, and and you're gonna win, right? Period. I don't care about any of that stuff. Just get me in the playoff. Get me in that thing, okay? That's that's how I feel. Get me in that thing. Whether we're on the road or at home, I I can care less. Just get me in that thing. A window for dual threat quarterbacks is small, and he will not set the Saints up for long term success. Oh, yeah, Matt. And then there's an important point. Why we always referring to, well, look at Lamar Jackson. Well, you can look at Lamar Jackson, but the only ones that are happy are the tight ends. Ask Hollywood Brown if he's happy. Ask him a downfield threat like him. Ask him if he's happy because his numbers are shrinking because, you know, Lamar Jackson is a read option type quarterback. You start running that read option too much, Okay, why is Michael Thomas? You going you thank Michael Thomas. You tell me all these little stories that came out. Michael Thomas, oh, he he wasn't nice to the ball boy and the equipment manager. It's gonna be a lot worse. Especially there's nothing worse than a person that knows that they have skills and ability, and their their skills and ability are not being utilized. And it has absolutely nothing to be a, nothing to do with being a team player. I can be a team player. I, I love my team. I ride for my team, but at the same time, look, I want to shine. I want to shine. I want to get my shine on. Chameleon there, I'm going to show you how to get your shine on. Big timers, get your shine on. I want to get my shine on. So if you think that Taysom Hill running around, you know what I'm saying, with the Circus Soleil type act, you think that that ain't going to, you think that's not going to upset the wide receivers? Yes, sadly, mistake. Okay? So, I just want to put that out there. It might be exciting for you, 
You know what I'm saying? You might put the you might put the uh with the Benny Hill music on, right? You know what I'm saying? Him running around. But at the end of the day, wide receivers go to that locker room like, nah, bro. This ain't it. This ain't it, though. Y'all need the bowl. The depth at linebacker, cornerback, and tight end is a huge problem for me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll fix that. That man, Deshaun Watson, ain't going to play nowhere. Uh, I haven't heard much about that. I mean, unless something happened uh, upon me, you know, making this uh, video. I mean, it's been kind of quiet. Hush, hush. Baltimore couldn't get a wide receiver in free agents, so they used the first-round pick uh, on one that says a lot. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, he, he's good, man. He's good. I watched a video of Winston throwing a new uh, hybrid tight end. They both look good. Yeah. We can relax. We are not going to, uh, let me see, be uh, to bad, bad, lose more games. Yes, but we still have the head in place and that uh, the coaching. Yep, that's true. You got good coaching. They'll be able to help you through things. Uh, if we start fast, I believe the league, uh be in trouble we will win i'm guaranteeing early we will win 12 13 games yeah but i haven't seen that hopefully they can start fast yeah not benny hill <laughs> this philly philly out of the night ward i think uh james is going to be all right this year yeah me too Taysom had uh hill had a 70 percent completion percentage and will only get better you all dog him for no reason uh let me see hold on so you said Taysom hill had a 70 percent completion percentage let me let me look something up real quick because sometimes those sometimes those stats don't always tell the story Taysom hill is not a you know a, a good I, I, yeah i'm comfortable with saying this Taysom hill is not a every game quarterback argue with yourself <laughs> argue with yourself he is not a every game quarterback he good for what he does once again you know what i'm saying the circus Olay act is great i love it i love circus Olay. whoever been to circus Olay, i'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it boy them trapeze them trapeze acts are off the chains right you and wonder oh ooh. but at the end of the day at the end of the day man look we talking about playing a quarterback position and me personally I just don't see it. Let's let's look at some of these games, man. Let me see if I can pull up Taysom Hill stats in 2020 here. Uh, because I want to make sure that you know I'm reading off a couple of these games. See what he did in 2020. Well, let me see. I, I can't next time I, I actually have it. I don't want to be holding anybody up with the dead air. But um yeah, he completed 70% of his passes, but he didn't really throw a lot of passes. He he, did, he really didn't throw a lot of passes. You know, so I mean, especially like, look, what are you going to evaluate him on? Two Falcon games? Oh, two Falcon games. Falcons can't stop nobody, right? Or are you going to, like, I hope you're, I hope you're not going to compare him in them Philly games and in that Denver game. Please don't. Please don't. The guy is not better than Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. That's just something that y'all got to deal with. Period. 
Dude is not better than Jameis Winston. Not here, not there, not anywhere. Not on the moon, not in June. You know what I'm saying? He, he is not. Yo, he is not better than him at the fair. He is not better than him anywhere. He is not better than Jameis Winston. And that's just something that y'all going to have to come to grips with. I, you can come up with all these different theories, and I respect your opinion, but at the end of the day, he is not better than Jameis Winston. That is just what it is. All y'all compare, oh, man, look what he did in Tampa. Well, ask me what uh, Taysom did in – right. He didn't do it anywhere, right? So, dude is not better than Jameis Winston. You, you, there's nothing for the exception of running a football, Taysom Hill is better than Jameis Winston. If you want to talk about running the football, running somebody over, dropping the shoulder, tough, all that kind of stuff, you got me. Playing a tight end position, you got me. H-back, got me. Quarterback, find me another topic to talk about because you're wasting your time. You cannot put a square peg into a round hole, and you cannot tell me that a guy who won a Heisman Trophy and is through for 5,000 yards and has been a starter on the team for the last four years is better than a guy that just got found because it just so happened that Sean Payton was looking through a tape and found this guy. Now, he was a godsend to the team. He is beneficial. He is a Swiss Army knife. He is a matchup nightmare. But playing a quarterback position, guess what? I got my posturepedic pillow. I got my posturepedic bed. And I got drool in my mouth knowing that I'm going up against Taysom Hill the next day because he strikes fear in absolutely nobody in the National Football League at the quarterback position. Game in, game out as an as a overall football player? Yes. At the quarterback position, guess what? I'm sleeping about as good as if I'm in Turk and Caicos. Dude is not dude is not that good at the quarterback position. Good football player, yes. Good quarterback. Bishop Bullwinkle. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Not. Lord, not in the cat. Cat in the hat. <laughs> Taysom a better athlete, but he's not a better quarterback. Thank you. Thank, that's all I'm saying. I ain't saying that he's, that's, that he's bad. Uh, you know what I'm saying? As a football player, I'm saying game in, game out. Week in, week out, Taysom Hill is not going to deliver you to the promised land. He's not. He is not. I cannot believe that anybody would actually like fathom that. I had two professionals that came on this show, two guys that follow this team, two guys that do their research, two guys that come on here and tell and, and talk about football consistently on a daily basis. These guys have told you. I mean, professional guys who get paid to do these, these jobs, to, to write columns and do research and due diligence. These guys have come on this show, and there's not a day that goes by that somebody in their mind believes that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. And, and if you don't believe me, look, this is Mike DeChilier. He was on the show last week. Mike DeChilier talking about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Um, listen, I'm thrilled that he has taken that over and that he's working with these Saints receivers and running backs and tight ends and everything else. He did it at Tampa uh, in a similar manner. And he's dedicated uh, to being the guy. And he's the guy. You Man, you can debate this all you want. And people say, well, it's an open contest. Open? Man, open for what? Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it is Jameis's job yep. in 2021. Now, 
how far it goes beyond that is what Jameis is going to do in 2021. It is Jameis's job in 2021. And by the way, I own a lot of black shirts. I don't want anybody to think that's the same black shirt. I own like a, a million gazillion black V-neck shirts. But anyway, 2021, it is Jameis' job. <laughs> it is Jameis' job. Jim Trotter. The thing that gave me and, and, and gave Steve a clear understanding of where the Saints were going this offseason is where Sean said in talking about quarterbacks for 2021 – that he's probably already on our roster. Mm. I mean, it was Taysom or Jameis. So we knew right there, knowing that Jameis on a one-year deal, that they were going to bring Jameis back, barring some team just completely, you know, opening up its financial um, coffers for Jameis, which you didn't see happening because you didn't see it happening the year before. Now, having said all of that, here's how I believe this is going to play out. <laughs> I believe Jameis is going to be the starter. I mean, come on, man. Like, how many of y'all got a seat? I mean, and they're not even the only ones. Every every person that has come on this show has had the same opinion. But you have people out here that, that wants to taste them so bad because he tries hard. I try hard, too. My son tries hard to say the, his ABC song, okay? He tries hard to count the 10, which he does a really good job at, by the way. Everybody is trying hard. You're trying hard. You're probably at work right now trying hard. You know, you're on the roads if you're a truck driver. Shouts out to all my truck drivers out there. Y'all be safe. You're working hard. Everybody wants to try hard. But in reality, everybody cannot be the guy. It's just what it is. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> everybody can't be the guy. Look, er I mean, come on, man. I, I don't I don't want a quarterback because he tries hard. I want a quarterback because he can, in, in, in situations, he can do something with the ball that other quarterbacks cannot do. Lowering the shoulder is not going to help me on third and 18. It's not going to help me in third and 10. It's not going to hurt. It's, gonna, it's not going to help me on third and nine. You know what I'm saying? Jumping over somebody's head is not going to help me in that situation. Two-minute drill. Dropping the shoulder is not going to help me. Getting the ball down the field at a steady pace, good tempo is going to help. Mm. Cross says uh, Taysom has been in the system four seasons now. He's not an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Taysom Hill can start in some games in the NFL. Consistently, year in, year out, game in, game out, I do not believe he can do it. Heisman Trophy winner that, that studies under Drew Brees is our best shot at a championship. Exactly. Jameis is younger, higher ceiling, and his style can translate to a longer career. Exactly. You all going to be mad when Taysom starts week one and plays phenomenal. And, and I, look, and don't be upset when Jameis Winston comes out there and he's the start of week one. I'm telling you right now, like, Anybody that feels like Taysom Hill is going to be the start of week one, and I'm saying this with my whole chest, and I'm, I'm going to get close to the mic so y'all can understand what I'm saying. Anybody that believes that Taysom Hill is starting week one, the only exception would be if something was to happen to Jameis in training camp, you are sadly mistaken. There is no way in the world that Taysom Hill can outbeat Jameis Winston in a quarterback competition. 
it is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Have the conversation with your friends and, and keep and keep hope alive. Like Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. Keep it alive. But I'm telling you right now, if you think that Taysom Hill is going to start over Jameis Winston, for the exception of something was to happen to Jameis Winston, I'm knocking on wood when I say that, you are sadly mistaken and you are wasting your time. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. I mean, are you the coach? No, I'm not the coach. But I have people on this show. I got people that come on this show that's close to the team. I got connections that's close to the team. Who are your connections, dude? Who are you talking to on the side? Who are e- who are emailing you about coming on the State of the Saints podcast or your podcast? Wait a minute. Do you have a podcast? Nope. But I do. And I talk to people. And guess what? I'm telling you that you're wasting your time. So, no, I'm not the coach, but I'm the host of the State of the Saints podcast that have had some very credible individuals on this show. Thank you very much. Next question. Ian Book will be the starter week one. (laughs) Brian, not happening, man. This is why we are all here. How are you saying that Taysom is better when Jameis threw for 5,000 yards? Because it's, it, because it's ridiculous. It, because, they, because they love Taysom Hill. Because he tries hard. He's a, he's a hard-nosed, tough guy. That's why. He's so tough. Man, he's tougher than a $2 state. Right? He's tougher than your local Brillo pad. He's a tough guy. He is tough. He's tough. Like Vince McMahon says, he's tough, he's rough, and and and, and he's he's what we need. That, that's why they like him, because he's tough. Because he's tough. Okay, he's he's Ford. He's he's built for tough. That's that's why they like him. Forget all stuff like you no know, throwing through tight windows and back shoulder fades and stuff like that, and and, and dissecting defenses. Bump all that. He's tough. Forget about the fact that, you know, running two minute drills and, and throwing the ball down the field with accuracy and not looking like you like you Thomas Morris did throwing a punt. But he's tough. Man, knock it off. I can't believe anybody would actually believe this. Like, come on, man. Oakway uh, recorded LLC. Thank you very much for the for the four ninety nine. Eric, yeah, I'm I'm just asking him, man. I'm just asking him because people like if bro, am, am I am I am I delusional? Maybe I'm delusional because last time I checked, we've had some very credible individuals here on the State of the Saints podcast. This like I'm honest, like maybe I'm tripping, right? We've been doing this show since 2018. We've had some heavy hitters that come on this show, guys who actually played for the team. But I don't know nothing. If I don't know nothing, man, I don't know. I don't want to go there. Just know, just know that you're wasting your time. Just, just, just know that you're wasting your time. I'm not like for real. I'm like I'm telling everybody. I'm I'm over this Taysom Hill like debate, right? <laughs> All I'm saying is this: when it happens, 
just know that you got it here. That's all I'm saying. Just, just know. Don't, don't act like I didn't say it. Like some people actually do. Like they pretend. Like, oh, TJ, you don't know what you're talking about, TJ. You don't know what you're talking about. You, do you play? Are you the coach? Are you in the front up? Like, how many times do I get behind this mic? It's amazing to me. People are quick to tell me when I'm wrong, but they'll flop. But when I get it right. Few and far in between. So don't keep the same energy about asking me about am I the coach. Keep that same energy when it happens. You come here and I'm going to open up the phone lines and you apologize for the disrespect. That, that, that's all I want. That's all I want. That, that's all I want. That's all I want, man. I just want you to apologize to me when it happens. That, that, and I'm going to accept your apology. I am. I am going to accept your apology because I am a, I'm a forgiving guy. <laughs> All I'm saying is this. Don't throw the brick and hide your hand. When I am wrong, I get behind this mic. I eat the hell out of some crow. When you are wrong, come on back. And I'm going to open up the phone lines and I'm just going to let you speak. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. Terrence says, don't underestimate the underdog Taysom Hill. He's been beating the eyes his whole career from the bench. From the bench. We wouldn't even be happy. Oh, my God, man. Do y'all not understand? We would not be having this conversation if Sean Payton wasn't as innovative as he is. Who would be clamoring for Taysom Hill at the quarterback position if we didn't see Sean Payton create these different offensive play calls for this guy? Overcoming the odds, if this was the Jets, nobody would know who Taysom Hill is. If this was the Bengals, nobody would know who Taysom Hill is. This is all because of the offensive innovation of Sean freaking Payton. Sean Payton is the reason we even know how good this dude is as a football player. Don't underestimate Taysom Hill. Huh? This dude been in the system for four years. Four years this dude has been with the New Orleans Saints. The Saints constantly go out here and get backup quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, McCown, right? Got Chase Daniel a couple years ago. Jameis, if this, like, honestly, if the Saints actually believed in their heart of hearts, with everything that they had, that this guy, we can trust and believe that this guy can hit the field. Why in the hell is Jameis Winston here? Why was Teddy Bridgewater here before that? Why was Chase Daniel here? Why was McCown here? Why were those guys in the Saints uniform? If Taysom Hill was that guy, if Taysom Hill was that dude, if Taysom Hill had next, why are we talking about Jameis? That's all I want to know. Why are we talking about him? Why are we talking about Jameis Winston? 
that, that's all I want to know. There's no way in the world if I look if I'm a coach, if I'm a coach, and I know that I have a guy that's promising, right? There's no way in the world that if something was to happen to my starting quarterback, that I'm not going to bring him out the field. I'm not going to bring him on the field. There's no way. There's no way. That's all I'm saying. There is no way. Sometimes the truth is like right in the face and we don't see it. I don't care what they say. All this politically correct stuff and politicking and shaking hands and kissing babies like we're on Capitol Hill. That's fine. I get it. I know the game. Those are the breaks. But sometimes things are like right in your face. Right in your face. We have the best quarterback room in the league. Larry says, hey, TJ, what's going on, Larry? Let's be real, TJ. You're not tripping. Sadly, we have some Saints fans that have uh, that has that good old boy mentality, and we try to keep it out of sports, but we still have to work 10 times harder to even get awarded in the same skill position. Gerald, you might have some people that might have that good old boy uh, mentality. But you also have people out there that don't know how to decipher emotions and logic. Goes back to the top of the show. Like, they don't know how to decipher that. We get so emotionally invested that it's hard for us to see any other way. I said this on countless occasions. It's not so much that I just love Jameis so much more than Taysom. I love Taysom. I don't think that Taysom is a, a bad football player. But realistically, I just don't see him going out there for 17 games. And like I said, it has absolutely nothing to do with just my undying allegiance for Jameis. Because I don't know if Jameis is the answer. Goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I do not know what Jameis can bring to the table. He still has to prove it to me. But if I'm just looking at guys based on an eye test, <laughs> based on skills, based on ability, I'm rolling with James. TJ, man, you're doing a good job, and I've been following you on here since 2019. Keep up the good work. Philip. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, James has uh, been laughed at for about a year and a half. For 97% of the media, he hasn't gotten any breaks until now. If he fails, trust me, people will criticize him. That's right, Jason. They will criticize him. And honestly, I just feel like he's one of the most scrutinized quarterbacks I've seen in a very long time. Because I've seen quarterbacks who have been hot garbage, straight up trash, uh, can't can't throw a party for their kids, uh, can't can't hit the can't hit water in a boat, um, can't hit the back of a barn door. But yet still get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. They get excuse after excuse after excuse. Mitchell Trubisky has a job right now. Just left. Just left Chicago. Found a job just like that. Are you telling me that Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston? No. Do you... Sam Donald 
gets traded, a team feels like he's worth being trade. I mean, worth trading for. Are you telling me that Sam Donald is better than Jameis Winston? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Hill had his chance when Breeze went down last season, could barely beat <laughs> a quarterbackless Bronco. Yep. And that was one of the games, you know, that can that was a concern to me. That was one of the games because their defense was really good. Their defense was really good, and he couldn't do nothing. This is the only Saints podcast that I'll never troll because he called it how I see it. Uh, how it go, TJ? Jacko, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I look, I'm just look, I'm just keeping it 100. I'm just keeping 100. Like, I look, y'all know me. I love the New Orleans Saints. I love team. But I ain't, I ain't, I ain't about I'm blowing smoke up nobody behind. Mighty Mouse, thank you very much for being a supporter and a $20 donation. Says, what up, TJ? I see us going 11 and 6 or 12 and 5. Also, people are, are mentioning about Taysom having a 70% completion percentage. They don't realize it was only four games. And, and with that, he fumbled multiple times and foes under pressure. Well, I wish I had a chance to uh, bring up some of these stats uh, to see what Taysom Hill actually did game by game. And I'm actually looking for it right now uh, so I can be able to put this thing into context. So y'all can bear with me. Let me try to see if I can actually actually bring that thing up and see. And if anybody uh, gets that before me, just let me know because because I want to put this thing into context because sometimes those stats don't always tell the whole story. They they just don't. They just don't tell the whole story. Somebody like, oh, he completed 80% of his passes, but he only played in one game, and he only threw a handful of passes. Like, what's that really? That's like – that's like saying a guy, okay, he's 100% from the free throw line. He only shot two free throws in, in, in the entire season. How impressive is that? Taysom Hill threw for 1,000 yards over four games and 73% completion percentage. What did Jameis throw? Jameis threw for 5,000 yards, 30-plus touchdowns, and he threw 30 interceptions. But that's the only – That's the only. y'all act as if Jameis only played one year. That I can pull up. Jameis Winston averaged between 11 to 14 interceptions, uh, you know what I'm saying, earlier in his career. It was never more, it was never more than 20. That was just one year that everybody liked to hang their hat on. But I got news flash for all those people out there that's being skeptical of this guy. You know who threw a bunch of interceptions earlier in his career, in the Saints career? Drew Brees. That's right. Drew Brees threw a bunch of interceptions. But we don't we don't pay attention to that type of stuff. Oh no, because he's Drew freaking Breeze and he's larger than life and he's the greatest quarterback that the New Orleans Saints have ever had. But newsflash, while you was doing the Benson Boogie and doing the Chopper Styles of the, you know, the Beanie Wing, guess what? Drew Breeze was still throwing 13, 14 interceptions. I can remember one game against the Falcons. Drew Breeze threw five interceptions. But he's Drew Breeze though. He gets the benefit of the doubt. So miss me with that. Don't act like Drew Brees was throwing single-digit interceptions every single year. He was not. The 5,000-yard seasons that Drew Brees was throwing for, he was having he threw for like 14, 15 interceptions. But it wasn't 30. Jameis threw 30 interceptions one season. One. 
And we hold on to that with the jaws of life to try to try to make ourselves credible and try to discredit this guy for being a good quarterback. Well, guess what? Look at his stats early in his career and look at Drew Brees' stats early in his San Diego Chargers career and tell me if his stats aren't identical. Go, go back and look. Don't even take my word for it. Go look at Drew Brees' stats in San Diego and put them up against Jameis Winston stats in Tampa, and then we can have a conversation. Don't 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 throw completion percentages and touchdowns and interceptions and all that kind of stuff to make yourself look credible. Come with some context. Put this thing into context. The same Drew Brees that we love and admire was throwing the same amount of interceptions per season as Jameis Winston as you're accusing him of. So let, let's let's be real with this, man. Let's put this thing into context. Don't don't use that and don't tell the whole story. If you're gonna tell a story, tell it all, man. Tell it all. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying, man. Tell tell the whole freaking story. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can get these stats up. All right, so trying to see if I can get his. In, I'm gonna try to see if I can get his entire uh, the games he started. Okay, so against that against Atlanta, he was 18 of 23. Okay, he completed 78 percent of his passes. It's pretty good, right? But what it doesn't tell you is that Atlanta Falcons was ranked as the, the bottom of the barrel, ranked number 30 in the National Football League in defense overall and dead last against the pass. But we'll, we'll let them have it. We'll let them have it. Against Denver, a more formidable defense. He was 9 of 16. He threw for 56% of his passes. And he threw, yeah, 9 of 16. Was that good? Nope. So what that telling right there? Good defense, right? He played Atlanta the, the following week, 27 to 37. 232 yards, 73% of his passes, right? So, in another game against Philly, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had 70% of his passes. But here's the thing. All those defenses struggled. Every last one of them, for the exception of the Denver defense. All those defenses were ranked in the bottom 20 of the National Football League. What are you going to do when you go up against a team that got a good defense? That's all I'm saying. That, that's all that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. That is not that is not impressive football. That same Falcon defense held Patrick Mahomes to 17 points and Derek Carr to do three points. The following week when the Saints blew him out. Yeah, they held him to 17 points. But how many other teams did they hold to 17 points, my friend? How many? I'm look, the Saints look, it's funny you say this. It's funny you say this. Let me keep this on the screen. All right. So the Saints had one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. You remember that year when Steve Spagnuolo was the coach? Saints had one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. But guess what? They blew out. Goose eggs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So with that being said, am I supposed to dismiss the fact that the Saints had a very terrible defense because they shut one team out? Oh, I guess so, because that means that they're capable. 
That means they're capable of doing it, right? So forget about all those games where they couldn't stop nobody. One game, or maybe even two if you want to do that, two games that we should just completely focus on those two games and forget about the other 14. There you go. Love it. Love it. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Because, once again, just because they just so happen to have a really good defensive performance does not mean that that, that that doesn't mean that they weren't a good defense. This means they had a good game. Found you as a moderator on a different site, signed up immediately. Appreciate that, Be Kind. I appreciate that. 4-12 Falcons team last year. I mean, come on, man, for a couple of games, for a couple of games, man, teams was like, this is, I, I want you to understand what you're saying, man. This is the same Atlanta Falcons team who was beating up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first half, allowed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come all the way back, score 18 unanswered points on these boys. This is the same Atlanta Falcons team who was beating the Dallas Cowboys to sleep in Cowboys Stadium and allowed the Dallas Cowboys to come back. This, this is what you coming with? Come on, man. Joe, I'm going to give you one more shot, man. I Like, don't come at me with no Falcon stuff, bro. Like, we can do better than that. We can do better than that, man. Taysom Hill fumbled a lot, almost 10 fumbles, and just a handful of starts because he has small baby hands. <laughs> Stay the Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast. Let me get in on this call, TJ. Let me help educate. Hey, man, I'm sorry, man. Black and Gold, man. We, uh, Aaron, we're about to go ahead and uh, wrap it up in a few minutes. Man, I actually had something to do. This actually went longer than it actually wanted it to go. Uh, but I'm, I got you next time, man. I got you next time. I might, honestly, I might, uh, depends on how I feel. I might come back and do a show again this evening and do something because I know a lot of people might not be able to catch the podcast because maybe at work or something like that. So, might. Might have to continue this conversation later on. Depends on how things go this evening. The same Falcons that had the full overall pick, uh, you have to be bad to be there. Taysom is all right. He's not bad. He's just uh, not a natural quarterback. His arm will never beat uh, great teams. Uh, He's better as a weapon. That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you should be happy. You should be happy to even have this position. I would, I would, I would love it. Hey TJ, did you watch Backlash yesterday? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it was a good pay per view, better than most. Uh, they kind of missed me with that whole zombie angle that they had with the Miz and Damian Priest, but besides that, it was pretty good. Uh, Tommy says Taysom looked bad in the Denver game, but they didn't have a quarterback. We were just trying to get out of the building. That's true. They did run a football a lot. I give, them, I, I give you the bod on that. I give him the BOD, but it still don't it still don't defeat the fact of uh I still don't trust them game in, game out. Mighty Mouse, thank you very much for five dollars. Says Taysom career for 2020, 94 completions, 134 attempts, 70 uh, point one. Average yards, 7.84, touchdown, three picks, longest throw, 44 yards, three fumbles. You you clean up those fumbles, those interceptions, you might have yourself something. But also, there's a lot of things in to me, there's there's a lot of things he had to work on. For example, the, the screen game just completely died of natural causes when he came out there, right? 
I mean, come on, Alvin Kamara can catch a screen pass for God's sakes. I'm saying I'm I'm be I'm I'm just saying I'm being a critical, just like how y'all being with James. If we gonna nitpick, if we're gonna nitpick everything, I'm gonna nitpick that too. And I'm not and making it seem like I'm building a I'm building a narrative about me disliking a dude. I just I feel like he's a really good a really good football player. But he's a better football, he's a better football player than quarterback. You need to listen at some of these reporters who are in the know on our quarterback situation. They all acknowledge Jameis is the kind of 2021. Taysom ain't happening as a starter, not here. I mean, look, I had two of them on the show. I had two of them on the show. Every last, every last person that comes on the State of the Saints podcast, when I, you know, ask them a question, all of them, all of them are saying Jameis Winston. Craving Saints information every day. Because, yeah, I think we all are. Jason says uh, you can coach Jameis' mistakes, but you can't coach Taysom into a better arm. Uh, you have it or you don't. Yep. Could Ian Book take the number two over Taysom? I think he can. I don't understand how Ian Book fell uh, based on his college career. I don't know, probably because of his height. You know, and I don't know what he did for his pro day. Uh, but I think he already going to be the number two quarterback going into the season. Because if you have Jameis as your quarterback, Taysom going to continue to do his his Swiss Army thing. So Ian Book probably would be the emergency backup quarterback. So he's going to go into games being the backup. Good position to be in. You always mention Taysom fumbling. What about Jameis? He's a turnover machine. Uh, but no, he will magically fix all that. How is he a turnover machine? He had one year where he had 30 interceptions. Every other season where he did basically fell into the category of every other quarterback in the National Football League that's young. If your name's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm, I'm just being serious. Like, how's this dude, like, you base one year and say this dude is automatically a turnover machine. So I think, I, okay, in the first year, I think we should have just written off Drew Brees, right? Or in the years where he got benched by Marty Schoenheim, we should have written him off too, right? Why are we pretending like situations don't matter? Why are we pretending like coaching don't matter? Why are we pretending like guys develop and become better quarterbacks every day? Uh, I mean, Ryan Tannehill was on his way out. Had this dude looking like straight up slow in Miami. Now this guy's out here resurrecting his career, comeback player of the year, going to the playoffs with the Tennessee Titans, one of the best play-action quarterbacks in the National Football League, but we're going to suspend that, right? Okay, when Joe Philbin was his coach and was out there making this man look bad, we ain't gonna pay no attention to that, right? But you know, I mean, we gonna, you know, what I'm saying we ain't, we ain't gonna acknowledge that. We ain't even gonna acknowledge the fact of him going to Tennessee and becoming a better version of himself. So quarterbacks change the narrative, going into better situations all the time. Why is it that this guy can't do the same thing? He has all the talent, all the tools, all the ability to be a good quarterback. So are you saying that you don't trust? Sean Payton, are you saying that you don't trust the coaching staff? Are you saying that he's dumb? Are you saying that he's not smart enough? Are you saying that he's not capable enough? If if a, if a coach puts him in a position to succeed, are you saying that he's not smart enough or talented enough to weather the storm? I would like to know, what does Taysom Hill have better than Jameis Winston? What can you point to to say that, that Taysom has better than Jameis? Is he a better quarterback? Does he, you know what I'm saying? Because he can he make better throws? 
Does he have a better deep ball? Can he throw better back shoulder phase? Can he read his progressions better? I mean, tell me. Tell me what it is. T- tell me. Don't just say, oh, he ain't the answer because he turned the ball over. And he had one year we had 30 interceptions. Peyton Manning had almost 30 interceptions. Brad Favre had almost 30 interceptions. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Every person that has been coached by Bruce Arians has had a high rate of interceptions. Even Tom Brady last season was on a on a on a trajectory to throw for 20 plus interceptions. I mean, come on, man. Doesn't the selection of Ian Book tell us the type of backup uh, we are modeled for Taysom? Dual threats is how the offense is being transitioned as we speak. Mm. Not really. I don't think so. I don't think it is. I just think that Ian Book was a really good, tough quarterback. And I think that Sean Payton liked him. Could uh, Joshua McMillan's make the team? I think he can. Uh, you know, I, I mean, playing all those years at Alabama, I mean, six years. Wow, man. That's almost a career. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's possible he can make the team. Uh, speaking of making a team, uh, Lorenzo Neal Jr., uh, the son of legendary fullback Lorenzo Neal, made the, the Saints squad over the weekend. Uh, he's a defensive tackle. He came from Purdue. Uh, has some really good stats, man. Two-time honorable mention, Big Ten. Uh, put on some really big stats, man. You know, 73 tackles, four and a half sacks. I think he tore his ACL back in 2019. But I, I think he'll be a good addition. Uh, you know, I think I think he'll be a good addition. I'm going to read one more, and then I'm going to head up out of here, man. Let me get up out of here. Jameis is trash. Sorry, bro. Don't cry. Uh, if you think Jameis is trash, you might as well log off and don't talk football no more. I'm just being honest with you. I mean, I can tell, I can tell right about now from that Falcons analogy that you had that you don't know that much about football. So I'm going to just let you slide. You know, I think you need to keep that, you know, to the professionals and people that actually don't just look at, you know what I'm saying, highlights on YouTube. You know, it's just my personal opinion. You know, but anybody that used the Falcons defense as an example can't talk to me about football. I mean, what, what can you possibly say? You're really about to have an argument that the Atlanta Falcons defense was formidable enough for you to give credibility to Taysom Hill. That alone tells me everything I need to hear about you, and you should no longer talk about football. You should, honestly, I appreciate you being here and watching the show, but I think that you should look more type less. If Jameis is trash, then Taysom is a whole landfill. This man, like, literally just said, don't cry, and Jameis is trash. But this man was about to use the Atlanta Falcons as an example of a formidable defense to to <laughs> to build an argument for Taysom Hill, bruh. Log off immediately, right? I'm I'm just being honest. Log off, y'all know I don't do that, but log off immediately. If if, bruh, I'm not the right person to be like like. Go and watch these these highlight films and Taysom Hill highlights that, that gets thousands of views. As for me, 
we 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 keep it real. We talk actual football here. We like like Teddy Bridgewater say, we put our big boy draws on. We don't get in our feelings, when, especially when we coming through with some facts. You know, fiction is designed for mother, you know, mother goose and, and and cat in the hat and whatnot. Uh if Taysom Hill was released today out of 32 teams, which one is he starting on as he's starting quarterback, TJ? None of them. <laughs> None of them. Not, you know what I'm saying? Not not consistently. Not consistently. Maybe, hmm, let me let me think. Who who can I see? Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami. Because they're having some issues with Tua. Final question. Uh, we're going to have a ton of wins with Winston. I agree with that, Jerry Lewis. Shouts out to Jerry's kids. Um, <laughs> uh, and finally, we got uh comparing Jameis and Taysom. The Saints can benefit from all uh, third and all three and three when they know uh, we're running the football. Look, like I said, he is a good football player. I just don't trust him every game. <laughs> and I, I, the guy, I, I don't know. I just don't trust him. TJ, somebody trolling, he hating. Well, I really think he's serious. I'm all I'm saying is anybody that's like, come on, man, Falcons. If you would have said, okay, Denver didn't have no quarterbacks, even somebody even said somebody even gave this dude a lifeline. Well, you know what I'm saying? The Saints were just trying to run a football, get up out of there. They gave you a lifeline, and you still, you still, come on, man. The Falcons, the, the most diehard Falcon fan. What Tony at? The most diehard Falcon fan to tell you their defense couldn't stop nobody last year. So, thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Always fun uh, to go back and forth, talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints. Looking forward to, uh, you know, talking to you all later on in a week. Uh, I'll let you all know if we're going to come back this evening with another show. Probably do one tonight. Depends on how things go but i want to say thank you all for checking out the podcast subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, and and look it's all funny games shouts out to joseph i don't want nobody to think that you know what i'm saying like i'm just you know just this this jerk or whatever like that man but all i'm saying is you got, come on come come up with something better than the Falcons. Okay, come on, man. I can't connect to the Wi-Fi network. You might want to check the connection settings in the Google Home app. All right, Google Mini. That's my Google Mini over here. I haven't set it up yet. But, yeah, man, this is a place we talk to all the Saints, but at the same time, man, you got to bring it. We got to bring it. You got to bring it, okay? But thank you all so much. Checking out State of the Saints podcast. We appreciate uh everything uh shouts out to everybody that has posts uh shouts out to all the people that purchasing or uh, have purchased they stay to the saints podcast t-shirts uh thank you for all those that have become supporters today look man i mean look, we're making a run at this man we're making a run at this so you know all the supporters out there you're really you know helping the show and moving the show in the right direction and you know i appreciate everything and appreciate your belief in me you know to do to have this show and it means a lot to me, and I'm looking forward to giving you all great, uh, great Saints content in the future. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?